Welcome to episode 83 of the Daniel Yours podcast. Back to school fitness advice. Let's go. One or two episodes ago, I offhandedly mentioned that summer was coming to an end and I don't even remember the context of what what it was that I was saying at the time. But then I realized how summer actually is coming to an end. Today is August 31st. This episode will be out everywhere September 1st. So if you're listening to this, it's in September and that means summer's unfortunately over. With summer being over, that obviously means back to school for kids or university or college students and back to school for parents as well. Parents with your kids going back to school. And for the rest of us, it also means back into routine, out of the summer routine of vacations and cottages and parties. And not that you shouldn't enjoy yourself all year, like, you know, definitely do your thing all year long. But just typically we do less of that stuff in outside of the summer. September is typically also the busiest or the second busiest month of the year in gyms. January being the first, New Year, New Me. September being the oh yeah, I gotta, I've you know gained a bunch of weight since you know drinking and partying all summer, and time to get back into regular routine. So that's what we're gonna talk about today. We'll lean things a little bit more to the student side. I know that there are a handful of students who do listen, so uh, you know shout out to you guys, some of you who who I train, and uh, and many parents who listen as well with kids going back to school and school coming back into the mix in some way in our lives. So. Let's get right into it. This one hopefully will be a little bit of a quicker episode. Uh, Also, shout out to myself for hopefully getting this video set up a little bit better. I messed up the last couple, but this one should be better. But, uh, you know, feedback and all that stuff, let me know all the time. So right into it. The very first thing and step one, the most important thing that you have to do to get back in is get an understanding of your schedule. If you're in college or university, your class schedule is not like, you know, eight to three or whatever it is. And may- maybe it is, I don't know, but get an understanding of your schedule, understand when your classes are, know what buildings they're in, know where you have to go, know where you have to be at certain times. If you play sports at school, know what days the practices are on. If they're before school, after school, during your lunch hour, just understand what your schedule is. And for non-parents understand, or for the non-students rather, Understand your children's schedule, what time does school start, what time does school end, what's pick up and drop off like, unless they're taking the bus or walking to school or getting there on their own somehow. And if you're going back into the office, as I know that there's a little bit of a push or it seems that there's a bit of a push for back into the office work in the corporate world, which I know little to nothing about, then understand what your commute is going to be like, when do you have to be in the office, how many days, what times, all that kind of stuff. Knowing what your schedule is, is going to be the biggest thing that's going to help you fit this into your life. Now we can go on and on about, you know, you should prioritize the gym and make your gym, make your life revolve around the gym. But like, obviously not, that is not going to be your number one priority unless you're a professional athlete, which you're not. So it has to be realistic. Understand your schedule is number one, as well as these, or in addition to some of these logistical things. Know where the gym is. If it's on campus, if you're going to a new campus or you haven't been on campus in a couple of years due to COVID, understand where the gym is. Understand what the rules are. Do you have to pay for the gym? Do you have to sign up? Do you need a key card? Where are the lockers? Like, Get all these logistical things out of the way as soon as possible because these are the things that are going to slow you down. There's always going to be little stuff that gets in the way. Oh, I didn't know, so I, so I didn't go today. Oh, the gym was out of the way. So I didn't go today. The gym was busy on this day. So I didn't go today. I didn't have my key card ready. So I didn't go today. Don't let those things be your excuse to not get in the gym. So figure those things out as soon as you can. And then you start to schedule it around. Use this to determine when you can actually go to the gym. If it's going to be 
three days a week, then great. If it's going to be four days a week, great. Five days a week, one day a week, whatever it is, use all these logistical things to understand and predetermine how much you'll actually be able to go to the gym, at least up front. Of course, this plan can change and be modified as the year goes on and weeks go by and exams come or things get busier, you catch a cold, you you know, whatever it is, things are going to change and that's okay, but have a plan going going in for your schedule. Now, on that note, the second step is have a workout plan. And this seems very basic, but it is underrated how important and how helpful having an actual plan is. Now, this can mean hiring a trainer and no shout out myself for that, (laughs) but it can also just mean go online, you know, bodybuilding.com has tons of free ones or, you know, your favorite influencer. I don't have any like you know, pre-made workout plans, but maybe something I'll do in the future. Let me know if that's something you'd be interested in by any chance. But there's plenty of like workout plans online. Yes, a lot of them suck. A lot of them are not that good, but find one that at least has some sort of structure to it and use that. Or write something on your own, send it to me and I'll, you know, go over it and review it with you and, and help you just, you know, make it make sense. But having a plan is going to help you waste less time in the gym. That is a good thing. We're all busy. You're busy in school, exams, assignments, everything coming up. If you don't have to fumble around thinking about what you have to do, it's one less thing off your plate. You empty your mind of that because it's already been pre-thought about, if you will, and you can just get in the gym and execute. You're also way less likely to skip the gym if you have a plan. And chances are your plan will be better than just randomly doing stuff. Because if you go in the gym and just randomly doing do stuff every day, you'll end up doing the same things. You'll end up doing only the things that you like, and you'll make way less progress than if you had some semblance of a structured plan ready to go. So again, sounds like a real simple one. Sounds like not that big of a deal, but have a workout plan ready. Step three, find a workout buddy or buddies. Now, this again, none of these are like rocket science. None of this should be earth shattering stuff, but having someone to hold you accountable and someone who's going to show up to the gym with you and work out with you is going to make it more likely that you continue to go to the gym. The day where you feel like you don't really want to go, your friend really does want to go. And so they drag you there and you get it done and it's all good and vice versa. The days that you really want to go, but they don't want to go, you drag them there and you get it done. It's also just way more fun to work out with friends than it is to work out on your own. You'll also push each other a lot. Like one of the one of the biggest things that helped me very early on when I got more serious into the gym. This is way back in the episodes now, but with my friend Maternone who's bigger and stronger than me and had been lifting a little bit before I had, but we worked out together. We had all our classes together and stuff and so we went to the gym together nearly every single day. And I was always like chasing him because I was a little bit behind. He's bigger, stronger than me, was working out before I was, and I was always chasing him. And that, it's not a, you know, a a competition. It didn't matter, but it's still something to aim at. You're trying to get as strong as your friends. You don't, you always want to be the strongest in the friend group and it doesn't really matter, but it's nice to have that push and to just be able to chase something, have someone to bounce questions off of. You guys can think of ideas together, have a little bit of friendly competition. It's way more fun to work out with your buddies. Now, a huge like asterisk and caveat on this, don't have a group of eight workout buddies because that's when you see the 
you know, the packs of teenagers in the gym hogging up one piece of equipment and, you know, each guy does one set on the bench press and it takes like, you know, 45 minutes for them to do two sets each. Don't do that. One or two friends max and keep that as your, as your workout circle. The reason is just being logistically reasonable. You can't rely on, you know, six or five or eight people to get to the gym at the same time on the same schedule and be consistent together. You can all kind of like, you know, support each other and help each other, but don't try and go to the gym together all the time with one or two friends, I'd say maximum, then you can actually organize your schedules to be in the gym together regularly and be pushing each other doing the same workouts or very similar workouts. Of course, line this up with friends who have somewhat similar goals and who are at somewhat similar fitness levels to yourself just so that you guys can be on the same page and, and really help each other grow. That's going to be the most fun. The gym, the gym should be fun and working out with your buddies and like talking a little bit shit and you know, just, just kind of like getting fired up together and getting excited and watching each other grow together and keep going together. Like that's a, that's a real fun time. So don't discount that as something that's going to make it make sense for you. And that's going to hold you accountable. And again, maximize your goals here, maximize your potential rather that you can actually push a little bit harder, get in the gym a little bit more, push the boundaries a little bit safely, but push the boundaries a little bit and that's going to help you maximize your gains, if you will. Now, the last step here is get started right away. It's very common to see and hear, yeah, I'm going to sign up at the gym and then, you know, maybe let's get classes rolling and let's see how things go and see what my schedule's like and see how this feels and see how that works and see how this. And then next thing you know, you know, you're already in midterms, you've got assignments and excuse after excuse is going to come valid or invalid, but excuse after excuse is going to come up and you're not just going to somehow get less busy. So my real best advice on that is just start now. Don't wait until after a couple of weeks and you get settled in classes and you've met your teachers and all that. Just start now because something is always going to come up. Something is always going to feel like it has a higher priority and you can adjust as you go. The plan that you set out, knowing your schedule and the workout plan, the plan that you set out initially is doesn't have to be the thing that you follow religiously for the entire year. It's at least just a place to start and you adjust as you go. But the longer you delay, the more excuses you start to make about waiting for this and waiting for the quote unquote perfect time, it's just going to continue to delay it and there will never ever be a perfect time. So the best way to go about this is make the plan and then just get to it. That's the best thing that I can offer you. Don't wait. There's never going to be a perfect time. Just get into it. Now, here's a bunch of other kind of just random topics or random, not topics, random uh, little notes that I found helpful to me when I was in school and like thought about and would be helpful for you as well. So let's just kind of rifle through these quickly. Ironically, as I take a sip of water, the first thing that I have here is buy a bottle of water, keep it with you. Most of us drink not enough water. I know in Ontario anyways, almost all of the colleges and universities have like water fill-up stations and I am certain that you know most universities anywhere would have some place where you can get water. Buy a water bottle that's reusable just so you can bring it with you and always have water with you. Keep it in your backpack, keep it on you. That way you're drinking enough water. These are a little bit more on the health side of things, but always also going to help with your fitness. One thing to also mention, most of the things that I've spoken about so far 
are about keeping you accountable and keeping you in the gym. Because as I've said millions of times, consistency is the number one thing. So anything that is going to help drive that consistency and keep you in the gym more regularly is a good thing. And all of this planning, all of this have a plan, these things are not rocket science. This is not, oh, do this secret trick to grow your biceps, you know, 300% in the next, you know, before you graduate or whatever. That would be a great like sales title. Wow. But, (laughs) but that's, that's not the point. The point is just to get in the gym and stay in the gym. So that's what all this stuff is geared at. The water drinking thing is the same thing. Just have a water bottle with you. You're more likely to continue drinking water and be drinking water throughout the whole day if you have it with you rather than just trying to think about when you'll be able to find some water later on. Another one along these same lines, keep extra gym clothes in your bag or in your car or whatever you use. Always keep just a spare set and just like kind of shove it in the bottom of your bag or keep it in the back seat of your car and have them with you. Bring a set of gym clothes that you, you know, bring with you each day, but then have that extra set just in case you forget it or just in case you end up being somewhere else and you need a set of workout clothes. Don't let not having a change of clothes be your excuse. It's a it's a, a valid excuse if you got to go to the gym and you go to go to class after that and you can shower, but you know, you're going to have sweaty clothes or whatever. I get it. Like don't don't do that. Don't go to the gym all sweaty and then, you know, wear those same clothes the rest of the day. That's not cool either. But have this extra set of clothes in your bag so that running out of gym clothes or not having gym clothes is never an excuse that you can realistically use. Along with the schedule, try and go to the gym at the same time each week. This just makes it easy to stick to the schedule, makes it predictable for your gym buddy, and makes it predictable with your class schedule and with your study schedule. So, I mean, people have study schedules. Personally, never had a study schedule, and I don't say that in a bragging way. I was a horrible student. I did well in school, but I wasn't a good student. I was a good student in spite of my study habits. So don't, don't take study advice from me, but you should have some sort of study schedule. That seems like a good thing to do and that most people would benefit from, but uh, don't, I, don't listen to me on that. <laughs> Having a gym schedule, however, was something that I certainly had, and it, it makes it just easier to get to the gym. You know that you're going to the gym at you know 3 p.m. on Tuesday and 10 a.m. on Wednesday and you know, whatever time you're going to go. Just stick to that schedule, have that planned out, put it in your calendar, put your studies in your schedule, put all those things in your calendar around your classes and extracurriculars. And again, for parents, for pick up and drop off, like know the times and put that thing, put that gym time in your calendar, just way more likely to actually get it done. On the timing and scheduling, get into a routine overall, go to sleep at a reasonable time. This is, you know, parent advice, but don't be staying up late scrolling on your phone or even staying up late doing assignments and stuff like get ahead of yourself get ahead of your studying pulling all-nighters is not the way to go it's it's not good to sacrifice sleep for stuff and that you shouldn't if you have to stay up all night to do an assignment or to study for a test you've already messed up and you will actually perform worse there there are studies that show this you don't have to take it from me go look it up yourself you're going to perform worse if you're pulling an all-nighter so go to bed at a reasonable time study whatever you can study finish whatever you can finish, and then wake up and be fresh and then do it all again. Go to sleep at a reasonable time. And at the same time, or by that same token, wake up at the same time every day. Getting on a regular sleep schedule is huge. You don't want to start to run into sleep problems when you're very young or at any age. And if you already do have trouble sleeping, start to get on a regular schedule. It's going to help a lot. Bed at the same time, wake up at the same time, try and do the same on the weekends. Unfortunately, 
there's no such thing as catching up on sleep just because you sleep in on Saturday morning. That doesn't mean that you can stay up all day Wednesday and Thursday. That's not how it works, but enough on the sleep stuff for now. Just get on a regular sleep schedule is going to help a lot. Eating breakfast. A lot of people don't like to, a lot of people think they don't like to eat breakfast. In reality, in my experience, most people benefit a lot from eating breakfast but they feel like they don't want to eat breakfast because they don't want to be rushed in the morning. You want to sleep in that extra 15 minutes because you stayed up too late. And so you convince yourself that you don't need breakfast, just a cup of coffee and you'll run or nothing if you don't drink coffee and you have a granola bar or something in the car fast or you don't have anything at all and you just kind of wait until lunch and you've convinced yourself that you don't want breakfast. Then you snack later in the day, you get more hungry, you make poor food choices. Most people, again, you're going to benefit from eating breakfast. So make that a habit. If you really, really don't feel good eating breakfast and you have enough time, you're not rushed, you're not eating like crappy food for breakfast and junky cereal and, you know, sugary pancakes and all this stuff with syrup and whatever. If you're eating like real food for breakfast, you'll most likely feel better. But if you are and you don't, then by all means, you know, don't eat breakfast, but you've got to make this decision for yourself. Don't just think that, oh, intermittent fasting is a thing, so I'm not going to eat breakfast. And that works for me because it, you know, it's supposed to and it buys me more time in the morning. Don't fall victim to this. You probably will feel better eating breakfast. It doesn't even have to be first thing in the morning, the second you wake up. But eat something in the morning. Put something in your stomach and it'll fuel your workouts. You'll feel better, especially if you're working out earlier in the day rather than later. Here's two big ones. For the boys, gentlemen, don't skip legs. And for the women, ladies, don't skip upper body. That's it. Don't skip those things. You got to work out everything. At the end of this episode, I'll put I'll I'll give a little bit of a workout split that you can follow, and it's the same for boys and girls. It doesn't matter. There's we know we're all people, and we'll all have you know different things that we want to focus on. But boys, especially younger boys, don't skip legs. I was certainly victim to that. I'm not you know here trying to be the hero, and like I've always. Love training legs. I hated training legs and it contributed to some of my knee stuff, but you still got to do it. And girls, I've said this before. I think girls actually train upper body less than boys train lower body. And I'll, I'll, you know, I'm open to, to, to blow back on that one, but whoever you are, don't skip body parts. That's, that's the end of the message. Don't skip body parts. Another thing, and this can be a good life skill for some of the university and college students, be nice to people and make friends at the gym. Our world is so digitized now, we don't often have conversations with real people, and we don't even meet strangers, which, you know, don't go getting in their van and taking candy from them, but just say hello to people. Say hello to the front desk staff. Say hello to the, you know, the the older gentleman or the older lady who you always see at the gym. If you go to the gym at regular times, you'll find that other people are also going to the gym at those same times. Say hello to them and be friendly. You don't have to become best friends with them, but make an effort to know their name. Maybe that person has a job in the field that you want to get into. Maybe they know someone who has a job in the field you want to get into. Maybe they have some other, you know, they have a, a summer job for you or who knows. The worst thing that can happen is nothing. You just learned a new person's name. And the the worst possible thing is that they're rude and they don't even want to talk to you, but that's not going to happen. Just generally be nice to people. Try and make some friends at the gym. It can be networking. It can just be being a good person, which is not a bad thing. So, Next recommendation is be nice to people and make some friends at the gym. 
along that line, and maybe a little bit of an asterisk to that, is don't be weird about approaching, you know, you see a cute girl or a cute guy at the gym. Don't be weird about that. First, don't interrupt people while they're working out. That is one of my biggest pet peeves. If someone is like mid-set and they're rowing or pressing or squatting, don't go start talking to them in the middle of their set and don't even interrupt their rest. If they look like they're ready for a conversation or even just a hello, like I'm someone who kind of like, you know, I time my rest periods, not super strict, but your rest period shouldn't be like 10 minutes. Like I don't want to have a 15 minute conversation with someone in the middle of my workout. You know, a little hello, hi and by the here and there as they're walking out, as you're walking in, those kind of things. Don't be afraid to go say hello to people. It's not weird. Just don't be weird about it. There's nothing wrong with it. I don't think as long as you're not being weird about it, as long as you're not interrupting people, but you know, muster up that confidence, go say hello. And you know, who knows what can happen from there. Just don't be, don't shy away from meeting new people. The gym is going to be packed in September and very quickly, probably already by October, you'll see that it starts to get way less busy. Don't be one of those people straight up. Don't be one of those statistics of people who drop off the gym because they fell out of the routine already after, you know, three or four weeks. Get in the gym and stay there. Make a commitment to yourself. Make a commitment to your gym partner. Make a commitment to whoever you need to make a commitment to to stay in the gym. Don't be a stat. Don't fall off in October. And the last thing, just about general good gym usage for us getting back into the gym or maybe gym for the first time, don't be afraid to share gym equipment And don't be rude about it. You can work in with people. People are generally going to be kind as long as you're not hogging equipment. You don't have, you know, 15 dumbbells around you and you haven't been on the same machine for 25 minutes where you're sitting on the machine while you're resting and like looking rude and not letting people work in. Don't be that person. But if you see someone else who's working on a machine that you need to get to, just go ahead and ask them, hey, how many sets you got left? Do you mind if I work in? Nine times out of 10, people are going to be okay with it. Just have common courtesy you know, wipe your sweat off it, all that kind of stuff. And just work in with each other because there's plenty of space for everyone. Most of the time in the gym, when you really think about it, most of the time in the gym is spent actually resting. Your set maybe lasts 30 seconds to to a minute if it's like a really big set kind of thing. And then you're resting for a minute or two minutes, you know, switching exercises, getting new equipment. Most of your time in the gym is actually spent not exercising. So there's no reason that like, a few people can't use the same machine. Now, if you're, you know, changing the weights and changing all the settings and all that stuff and you know, I'm someone who's a little bit shorter if I'm working in on squats or something like that with someone who's uh very tall and way stronger than me and we've got to change the setup of the bar and change the amount of weight drastically each time, that becomes a little bit cumbersome. But aside from those kind of things, if you don't have to drastically change the settings and if there's not again six of you working in in a in a pack, then you feel free to just ask people to work in. And again, people are going to be generally nice. Along this same note, don't be afraid to ask people for help. If you're not sure how to use a piece of equipment or how to set something up or how to change the height of the bench or something like that, ask someone who works at the gym. That's their job. That's what they're there for. Ask one of the trainers at the gym or ask someone else in the gym who at least sort of looks like they know what they're doing. This is where it comes back to you know, making friends and friends at the gym. You'll just feel more comfortable. And it will translate into all uh, you know other life skills as well. But make some friends at the gym, and if there's some new type of piece of equipment in that gym that you haven't seen before, or don't know how to adjust, or not exactly sure how to use, or it feels like you know it's it's hurting you, but you feel like you're doing it wrong, and you're not sure how to fix it, just ask someone. There's there's no shame at all in asking someone. We've all been 
beginners in the gym at one day and we're all beginners in many, many things and we should all be trying to learn new things. To assume that we know everything right from the jump and we're just good at everything right off the beginning is incorrect and it's a little bit silly and naive to think that we should be good at everything. So give yourself that that bit of grace to be able to ask someone for help when you don't know how to do something. Now I said I would talk about a little bit of a of a split that you can use. And before I even say any of this, like a huge massive asterisks on there on this. There are infinite workout splits that you can use and they're all highly individual. It is whatever works best for you. There is no universally known best split for each person. The number one thing that's going to determine your workout split is how many days a week you can actually commit to the gym. Working on like a seven-day rotation when you can only get to the gym three days, it doesn't help you. So you got to first be honest with yourself about how many days you can get to the gym and how much intensity and whatnot you're actually capable of. That is like far and away step number one. But we're not going to go into like a whole programming thing because that's a whole separate lecture. So a good one that I would that I would use with with students and kind of on a five-day cycle, assuming you're going to class every day and you want to go to the gym every day just for the consistency of that. But again, feel free to like send me your schedule and your split and like we'll, we'll work through it. But just a sample. Day one, upper body and mostly with a focus of chest and shoulders. So your big push day. So your, your bench pressing and your shoulder pressing and that stuff is going to be your main focus, but get a little bit of back in there as well. Call it chest and shoulders plus a little bit of back. Day two is going to be your legs and it's going to be your squat day. So this is going to be more of your quads. You've got your squat, your, your squats, your split squats, leg extensions, these kind of things, but you know, some hamstrings and glutes involved as well, but mostly legs. Day three is the fun day slash rest day. You're going to do your arms and your abs and maybe cardio if you will. And dare I say, throw in some mobility there, but you know, I don't, I don't expect uh, too many students certainly to take that. I may be asking too much, but by all means, if you, uh, if you want to throw in the mobility work on these days and any kind of like corrective exercises, but a little bit of a rest day sort of thing. Not that it means that your workout should be less intense. It's just that, you know, you, you can do, you can recover way faster from bicep curls than you can from squats. And so if you're going hard every single day, you're not gonna be able to recover. So the fun day to just squeeze in the arms, the abs, cardio, and again, maybe some mobility work. Day five, back to the upper body, mostly back. So here's going to be your pull-ups, your bent over rows, your one-arm rows, or whatever various pulling machines your gym has to offer. That's going to be the bulk of this day, but get a little bit of chest and shoulders in as well. Upper body, mostly back. And then day five, capping off the week, we get the king legs again, and mostly deadlifts. So mostly our pulling motions, the glutes, the hamstrings. So deadlifts, um, hip thrusts hamstring curls, uh, leg presses, you know, these kind of things where you're working mostly on the glutes and hamstrings. So that's would be your five day split. Again, just going, just, just threw this out there, assuming that you're not going to school on Saturday and Sunday and that you're using your school gym. So you get that five days, you're on campus every day and you know, you've got other stuff going on on the weekend. Five days a week is plenty to train. You don't, don't ever feel like you need to lift seven days a week. Very, very few people need to lift seven days a week. Almost nobody, especially not at a super high level of intensity. So that would be a that would be a solid five day split to use for for any students or anyone really going back. But again, endless individual difference. I hesitate to even like I hesitated to even like include this in this episode just because I don't want to make these blanket statements. But um, 
you know, just something to just something to at least get you get you thinking if that's going to help. The most important thing of all this, just to reiterate as we start to wrap this up, is that you just keep going. For students, understand that this is the most time that you're ever going to have. Everybody's busy. We all love to say, oh, how are you? Oh, I'm so busy. I'm so busy. Everybody's busy. Students, you're not going to get less busy after school. We know that your schedule may be all over the place and you know, you've got tests and assignments and maybe part-time job and exams coming up and this teacher doesn't like you and you don't like the other teacher and your friends and parties. Valid. It's all valid. But you're never going to have more time than you have now. And even better than that is since you are young and relatively new to the gym because of your age, you're never going to be able to make as much progress as you can make right now. Like get those newbie gains up to the maximum degree. Whatever you can push out, you're going to get so much progress in the next couple of years that you will never, unfortunately, never be able to get again. You'll never be able to hit that rate of progress. So use this time efficiently in the gym. Work out smart, work out hard, work out safely, but really push it and don't waste this time. Don't mess around. If you if you want to prioritize this and you want this to be something serious in your life, and I don't mean to be a pro bodybuilder or anything like that, but you just want to be like in great shape and be big and strong, like now is the time to build up as much as you can. And don't let scheduling and I'm too busy, don't let that stuff get in the way because I promise you, you're not going to get less busy as time goes on. You're only going to get more busy as more things get put on your plate with work and maybe a family and a house and who knows what else is coming, but you're never, ever going to get less busy all of a sudden. So use this time now. And for parents, same thing. Gym has to be a priority. It doesn't have to be the number one priority in your life, but fitness has to be a priority at some point. We all have lots of things going on. Your kids got stuff going on. You got to keep up with the house and keep up with your job and do all the things. We all we all have lots of things to do. The gym and taking care of yourself is one of those things. Taking care of yourself as like a blanket term should be number one, if not the number two priority in your entire life. Because if you can't even take care of yourself, how can you do anything else? The gym is one part of that. And so I don't expect the gym to be number one. Don't put other things, you know, don't neglect your children to go to the gym. Like that's obviously crazy, but take pride and make the gym a priority so that you can take care of yourself the best. And that goes again, students, parents, and everybody in between make the gym a priority and make it happen. That's the most important thing. That's the most important thing for Let me, let me try and say this one, right? Making it happen and actually getting to work and doing the thing consistently, that's the most important part of making any type of progress and getting to where you want to. It's not the most important thing in your life. I just want to be crystal clear about that. It should be very important, but not number one. Good that we cleared that up. (laughs) Once again, if you have any questions, uh, suggestions, comments, you want me to review your training program, you want to ask questions about your school's gym or, you, you know, whatever, send me your questions, uh, shoot me a message on Instagram or email me through, through my website at Daniel Yoris on Instagram, uh, danielyoris.com. Um, if you're looking to hire a coach, danielyoris.com slash coaching, we can get to work in more in depth there, but either way, send me your questions, happy to help. And, uh, you know, even just bounce ideas off me, whatever you need, just send it, send it my way and we'll get it done. That's that. Uh, to all the students, Good luck with school. Parents, also good luck with school. And if you're getting back into the office, good luck with all of that. Make the gym a priority and uh, let's make it happen. 
Share this episode with a friend who needs to hear it. Follow me on social media, rate, review, subscribe to the podcast, all that good stuff, and spread this around. Go outside, be a good person, take your shoes off, and have a great day.